Hello and welcome to the Retro Rejects. On this week's show, this week's New Year show, we're going to be um, discussing the very important question of should Metallica retire? And if we decide yes, with the new powers that have been given to us by our new overlord aliens, they'll have to. <laughs> so stay tuned. new outlook mm-hmm. um, where we're going to be talking about whether Metallica should retire because our opinion matters so much that I'm sure they'll be listening and decide Absolutely. Um, upon uh, a bunch of us I'd be I suppose that Laura would be very much uh, a big Metallica fan mm-hmm. I've been listening to Metallica for too long probably over 30 years it has to be mm-hmm. over 30 years now um and uh, I'm kind of on the fence. I kind of part of me thinks, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Not even like, hey, lads, you've done well. Time for you to just enjoy your retirement. No, 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 enjoy no. all the money you've made. Why would I give him any kind of recognition for the, the endless hours of pleasure and kind of like, you mm. know, what that they brought to my life and uh, kind of what Kirk Hammett has done for my guitar playing ability? Exactly. It's yes. like, no, no, no. They, they've done um, an album that I think is eh, it's all right. Um <laughs> So they should just destroy their whole kind of careers and kind of like, you know, face oblivion because of that. Yeah, I mean, look at Slayer. They did so well by um, retiring, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, well, obviously I am firmly in the camp of no Metallica stay mm. going forever and ever until you're at least 90 years old. I, I'd imagine they will until one of them dies. And well, even then. That sounds terrible. Until one of them dies. That's yeah. terrible. Well, no, it depends on which one dies. Mm. Um, Like if it was Kirk or Robert... Um, I think they'd probably take like a week off <laughs> uh, and continue on. You know? Yeah, and, well, I don't know. But no, like, I mean, my thought on the whole thing would be like, yes, they need to keep going. They're like, they're at the stage now. They've always been pretty big. They've always drawn massive audiences and all the rest. There's still millions so of So did Hitler. Like, yeah, well, we're not comparing them to Hitler, are we? That's terrible. He could pull a crowd as well. Yeah, he was fucking crowd. cheaper than Metallica to well, see. Well, anybody would be too well, the way things are going. Uh, fucking concert tickets and all the rest are just mm. astronomically priced. So a lot of people probably be priced that are going to see people like that. But yeah, there's like millions of people still want to see Metallica play live. Metallica ain't cheap, baby, as you yeah, said. That was, we, we saw mm. Metallica... Um, Jeez, it must be three or four years oh, ago it's now, wasn't it? was pre-pandemic. It was like yeah. 2018, 2019 probably. Yeah, and it was, like, it, was, it was fairly pricey to fucking go and see him. Um, and uh, it was the thing where James Hetfield in the middle, that was the one thing that really pissed me off at when he said, oh, thanks for coming. We know Metallica ain't cheap, baby. And it's like, <laughs> you're the fucking one setting the price. Fucking lower thing. Okay. Well, I, I, I keep on having this argument with you. I think the actual cost of the ticket, why well, it was a bit pricey. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think for it was what okay they do, at the like, time yeah. because they had their light show, they had their pyrotechnics, so it was t- tricking them in London, which is a big stadium. Yeah. They had ghosts, they had Bukasa. They, you know what mm. I mean? They had support. Well, yeah, if you were to buy all the tickets to Bukasa. I have a funny feeling as well, in fairness to Metallica, that... Like there's, I've read stories about certain bigger bands, um, where they'll charge, mm. um, the smaller bands to go on fucking tour with. Go tour exactly. Where I I don't think Metallica are the, the type to do that. No, I, I think they, that like Picasso, where fucking no, where they're mm. still nobody, kind of like, but they're they're they got not a bigger huge than they were. Now, yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, it always comes down to who the guys in Metallica are actually interested yeah. in themselves at the time, because Laura seems to pick out a lot of the the supporting bands. He was a very mm. big fan of Picasso. James Hetfield is a very big fan of Ghost. So yeah, sort of they brought well, these bands. Well, I think I'd be it'd be interesting. I can I can't picture Tobias Ford ever saying about it. like he they went on tour with Iron Maiden wasn't it for mm-hmm. um, yeah. a big American tour and I think that's what kind of blew him the up the Book of Souls was it was um, it that one I, I don't know mm. but it was uh, Iron Maiden have been just doing these fucking 
what do we call it? Kind of like a history kind of. T- I can't think of what they call L- it. Legacy. Legacy too. Yeah, legacy mm. of the beast. Isn't it? That's what they call it for like mm. years. They're like fucking kiss now at this stage. Yeah. Like some of the stuff. They're not quite at the hologram stage yet. Though. No, I understand kiss or uh, they're going to roll out some hologram. Yes, for digital avatars. No, it's not next year. It's it's like I think Gene Simmons said it'd be like twenty seven or something oh, really? like that. Yeah, mm. or it'll so be a few years going until work then. On it. No, they're they're finished now. Ah, are they um, doing this whole thing of handing the torch over to younger? people that will dress up as kids. No, I thought that's what they were going mm. to do, which I think it would, because people were saying some of their sons, I think, are in bands and stuff, oh, and they are really? saying it would have yeah. been cool, like, if they... They stepped, but they probably want to do their own thing. Again, yeah. like Metallica, Metallica well, have sons that roll in bands yeah. as well. They're all awful bands. Not necessarily. Well, no, I'm not a big fan of, say, Taipei Houston, who's Lars Ulrich's kids, mm. and... But um, Rob Trujillo's son, sure, he's, he's after playing with corn when he was like 12 years old. Yeah, he yeah has what, his what own normal 12 year old would get that opportunity? Yeah, I know, that's true, yeah. yeah. So a bit of nepotism also, like, going on. How there. could there not be nepotism? Like, it's ridiculous, yeah. you know, when people go, <laughs> Well, having said that, Hetfield's kid, he's in he's in probably arguably the band that I prefer the most out of all the offspring, the kids. And he seems to be very much sort of trying to stay away from the father's shadow and not kind of like, you know, anytime he gets asked in an interview, he's like, oh, so what about Metallica? He's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it's great that he's my dad but let's talk about my music and he's not yeah. enjoying the coattails and then you're like no but, your music is shit let's not <laughs> but equally as well I mean Jesus doesn't do him uh, any harm to have James Hetfield walking out wearing a bastardine t-shirt you know and yeah. everyone goes oh my god who's this band oh it's Hetfield so no, I must listen to them so yeah. Well, what's the the Slipknot vended? Is vended is all. They're the actually all right. They I think they're good, they're yeah. quite good. Yeah. Um. Well, and it's like Corey Taylor's son. It's scary. Yeah, he's just like, like basically a little replica of Corey, Ta- Corey yeah. Taylor, isn't he? Voice wise, you know, everything is just. Mm. And like, I mean, Corey Taylor has got a good voice. You know, it's a mm. fucking high praise. Like, does it oh, give absolutely, that he's a fantastic voice. But it is, I suppose, it's weird for the likes of our generation because you know, sort of in my head, Slipknot, Metallica, and you know, all of them. They're, they're young, still, yeah, they're yeah. still. Yeah. Kind of like, oh yeah, they're the cool young bands, and they're not mm. their like granddads at this stage. I know, yeah, no, that's like I, you see Corey Taylor, and I, I, I saw a picture of him there recently, and I was like, oh my God, he's an old man, just yeah, like we are. I think Corey oh. Taylor is pushing into his fifties, a few mm. years older than us, but yeah, there's a few, even Trent Reznor, who would mm. probably be about ten years older than us, but he'd mm. he's someone who I would you know that you'd think of not as a peer kind of like you know what <laughs> yeah, do you think of as kind they're of like they're being, young they're cool yeah. they're young and cool too and then you're like fuck their granddads and like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god mm. and their kids are grown ups and they're all in successful bands mm. oh my god but I think Metallica because like Metallica were around since we were kids they're around kids, since before like, we were born yeah. sure Jesus well slightly after but you know what yeah. I mean like yeah so they're good like 15, 17 years older than yeah. us or whatever it is. Um, mm. well, so it's kind of, kind of, kind of putting it back up. to mm. Metallica. Mm. What well, we're talking about. Oh, actually, it was just the thing I was going to say about um, with Ghost. Mm. Um, I'd be interested if Tobias Forge had ever tell the truth and say whether they had to pay for the Iron Maiden uh, tour mm. because I've read other people that were after saying that uh, with the Iron Maiden thing, uh, you have to pay to go on that and it can be like into the hundreds of thousands mm. to go on tour with them which is fucking shocking like mm. I know if because it's the thing it's the, a lot of death metal well fucking de- certain death metal bands and black metal bands mm. talk about it. Alan Averill has said it a few times on his show well, people Primordial, don't know who's yeah. from Primordial it's an Irish band um, that they've been around for geez a long like I mean when we were kids uh, yeah teenagers been, yeah. they would have been going and it's like we would have known people that would have um, went on tour with them or mm. wanted to go on tour with them anyway as mm. well. But uh, he was saying um, that like it's what there was like say the heavy metal bands like fucking ACDC mm-hmm. and all this they brought a lot of the trash bands out on tour mm-hmm. and got them big where they kind of accepted they were like oh this is a metal kind of like now but the trash bands and all these but they never returned a favour for black metal or death metal bands mm. they kind of once they got big or a lot of these bands from the 80s once they got big they kind of pulled in the fucking pulled up the ladders yeah and yeah. kind of went no you fucking we did it on our own and it's like you didn't do it on your own yeah you you're like fucking, Ozzy Osbourne coming before you yeah like Ozzy fucking tour, yeah. was amazing like I mean mm. this is the thing Charlesfest I mean Jesus you yeah know, it was a whole big thing but he, they still are like mm. I mean I know that some people shit all over Sharon Osbourne because she's tough but like I mean fucking hell you got to be told like to yeah. make it where she made it the is. amount they've yeah. done for the, the metal music yeah. industry like yeah. but you could imagine at the time when Ozzy at his peak the amount of mm. people that were probably trying to take advantage of him 
him mm-hmm. and fucking you know yeah. um and like it's like Ozzy's songs still really hold and like mm. his newer stuff is still really good as yeah. well um but um you, you know so people like that were great mm. and still are mm. to Metallica in fairness I will give them that kind of like well, they are you, still good as you were like, saying with like uh, Tobias Forge I don't ever recall him really in interviews going on about the Iron Maiden tour anytime he's talking about like how big Ghost have become now he's all like well Metallica you know they were sort of my heroes and like, mm. we went out and they were really kind to us and they brought us out and you know it was yeah. reference then well, they you know? were, I remember I think it was Headfield was wearing the, the t-shirts, t-shirts and then they do yeah. video on Cerise was out of them playing Cerise yeah, there was a couple of the, people the did tuning that. rooms and stuff like yeah. that um, yeah and he was just kind of noodling away playing the Cerise riff or something yeah. like that and everyone was like oh what's I that I think Phil was Anselmo that? as well kind mm. of Phil Anselmo yeah, is another one who's very good for like underground bands Henry Rollins mm. fucking amazing kind of person for pushing um mm. Uh, smaller bands or younger bands as well mm. but uh, like yeah, I seem to remember Phil Anselmo yeah, pushing he was wearing Ghost a Ghost t-shirt a couple of times uh, as well quite a lot and this was like I mean like I think we said it before in the show maybe we didn't when, like Ghost were after fucking erupting over the last couple oh of years like God. they were playing we saw them in a student union yeah, fucking not thing not all that awful long ago um, like I, I think on, he himself Tobias Forge is a bit like taken aback by how yeah. big everything but is but remember there was a whole thing with, they were talking about um it was when the court case started going on and mm-hmm. he was like, he had to disclose stuff and he was like, I'm on the fucking dole mm-hmm. in Sweden. Like, the money that we get, I've been putting it into the band and paying for it to our paying these assholes mm-hmm. that they can go out and they're not contributing anything and now they're trying to take what little money I have. So, exactly, like, I mean, the yeah. guy was fucking, he had, he was still broke. Yeah, like and very driven to just keep on going and keep yeah, on going out there. But, but it, like the stratospheric, stratospheric rise, because as you said, we, the first time we saw him was in a student's union in Cardiff. Yeah, and then, then we the second time was um, was in the Royal Albert Hall which is yeah. like a huge step up then mm. it was the Motorpoint Arena back in Cardiff which was massive and then it was Twickenham Stadium yeah. so I mean like that's oh, it was, you know what yeah. I mean it's yeah, just it's well yeah. like I mean I'm not mad on the new well, the last two albums but they're still mm. good albums like, yeah. it's not as if they're terrible or anything no like that. that's it I th- again great showmanship and all the rest yeah. which is probably why like I mean you know sort of he would you know link in well with Metallica they're all about the showmanship and all about the stage presence mm. they've always been since the very start I suppose they've always been about sort of building newer, bigger, better stages to better yeah, engage Yeah, but as well, I suppose they didn't go down the whole kind of they, they stuck in the rock and roll kind of. Yeah, road. I they, think didn't they didn't turn go into like, like the Alice fucking, Cooper, yeah, shiny suits uh, yeah. or something like that, or fucking kiss platform boots, or you know, mm. the, you know. I know Kirk Hammett likes his sparkly Converse and all this, but that's about yeah. as much of a nod to stardom that any of them give, like you know. But um, back to the the whole should they retire mm. thing, I think. So I think it always comes up when Metallica have a new album out mm. or to do something new where there's people yeah, who going, go, oh it's not as good as the last one yeah, oh they should oh, stop making music yeah oh my god like why can't they do so? yeah, yeah it's like why this isn't like, like master angry of trash fucking 20 year olds and it's yeah. like yeah they're all 60 man Jesus mm. let them fucking they're still sticking to the Metallica format they still sound like Metallica but it's just maybe not the type of trash that you're yeah. expecting from the 80s it'd be, you know? it'd be a bit well, it's a bit I, more motorheady, a yeah. bit more sort of upbeat rather it, than. It, people would be. I think criticising them heavily if they were still playing the same music that they That's were playing it. when they were yeah. 18 or 90 and as well they fucking like they they still tour extensively I I can't imagine what it's like to be playing like Enter Sandman every like I mean I'd imagine yeah, it's mm. great playing in front of people and all mm. that but you know at the same point you're probably like you oh know God, there's more to me than this <laughs> yeah there's one riff um, kind of thing and as well they do a lot of time it's like two and a half hour three hour gigs it is yeah they they're play. really really long uh, uh, which, decent shows like yeah you know? which you don't get there's not many bands that can fill it like I mean the thing I did think that the whole two night thing was a bit of a money grab hmm. that they did there a while ago where it's like oh no songs will be played say over the two nights um, but at the same point I can see it from their point of view where they're probably like look this will be interesting for us it'll be exciting for us we get to play have different opening bands every mm-hmm. night um and, and as can, well I mean it's probably a better way for like they are getting up there in age so it's probably a better way for them to actually go about touring where they will get as many people as possible rather than say if they're doing European tour yeah. hitting Munich and then travelling on to like Rome and then travelling mm. on to London and then swinging back now, around in a sane fucking in Munich world, and just do two nights yeah, there and that's it like. in a sane world 
it'll dilute the price of the tickets because it's like, all right, you got twice as many tickets mm. on sale over the two But there's so many people that are looking to see yeah. them. That's the trouble. The prices stay high. Um, but I, I suppose the whole thing, we're kind of like, I mean, with 72 seasons coming mm. out uh, twenty three in 2023, mm. uh, there was a lot of hype around mm. for it. And I think as well, Luxaturna was a very, very strong song to, yeah. And then... Very upbeat. The, the rest of them... You weren't a fan. I you? wasn't a fan. I think there was a lot of people who were a bit disappointed by mm. the album. Um, I personally, I don't mind the album. Mm. I think there's some good songs on it. I think the production on it is fucking awful. Really? Yeah, I think the, the producer on that and Hardwired. Mm. Um, I think it fitted better on Hardwired because there was more dynamic songs. But mm. on this, the, all the songs sound the same. Yeah, I suppose. They, they're very, much. very flat. Like, I mean, mm. it's produced well mm. in so far as it's produced well, Obviously, well. it's, yeah, Metallica yeah, is getting but it produced. It's, uh, you compare it to, like, say... Bob Rock's mm. efforts with it whereas Bob Rock's thing he seemed to understand that you need to sort yeah, things be that, yeah. Pull, yeah. whereas this it's not like that's why it's just to me 72 seasons is a boring album mm. They if they cut it down to maybe 40 minutes they could have cut a lot yeah. of songs out or made them a lot shorter like I mean Lux Eternit is a great song yeah and it's um, like what three minutes or something ridiculous yeah. short. it's one of their shortest songs ever I'd mm. say but like I mean some of the songs that are on I can't Mm. I, like I can't pick it. I know there were songs that are like we saw the, the thing the, in the yeah, cinema the with the videos, the night, yeah. and there was one with like the pixelated kind of version of Hell, mm. um, which I quite liked. That song I can't remember. What yeah, it's so I think that was towards the end. I'm not actually. I should look it up and see which one it is. But I, I don't know. Was it too far gone or was it? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, like yeah. That? but that was that's still one of my favorites yeah. off the whole album. I'll. I'll Mm. I'll keep on that's the first one I go to any type of band mm. and like say a song like In a Murata, is that the yeah, name of the last yeah, one yeah the last yeah I don't like that song but mm. I think it probably sounds a lot better live mm. I think it was produced better it's just very meh. it's a bit ploddy yeah. but I think it it's sort of it's not quite in the same vein as say an Outlaw Torn or a Bleed Me but I think that's what they're aiming for that kind of yeah. grandiose kind of thing and there, there are a few points in it I have to say like you know there's you know sort of where kind of the crescendo of like the, the screaming and the guitars mm. at the end you do kind of oh that's quite you know but it's just not the sound voice mm. I like and it's I've listened to it on a lot of different systems and on headphones mm. and and it's just very 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 flat there should be like I don't know. I think if it was mixed by someone different or a different producer, mm. it could have been a lot better. As well with the art fucking direction, I think it's fucking desperate. Oh yeah, some of oh. the videos are shocking. The one yeah. for Crown of uh, uh, Crown of Bardwar. Yeah, I can never get because like oh when we look at it, it's they side there's it's for anyone who hasn't seen this video or they, they can't remember. It's basically a, a child mur- or murderer. He kills a woman and her child. Mm. The husband comes home and finds him. He gets arrested, gets put in prison. Your man goes off for vengeance against him. Hmm. in the thing then your man kills him but Metallica help the child killer and rapist yeah, kill, kill the husband of the murderers the good guy yeah, yeah. so it's basically kind of saying oh yeah they're, they're siding with the the murderer over like yeah. the poor honest man that's out trying to avenge his family it, it's yeah. very very bizarre Yeah, like, and it doesn't matter how often I watch it I still can't I don't know what they were going for was it just that like hey let's fuck with people's heads yeah I, I, I don't know I'd say it was one of these things where they're after because there's fucking a ton of videos yeah. that are done for and they were probably looked at part of it went, oh, yeah that's yeah, cool, that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, off yeah. you go yeah. whatever because I do get the impression from that they are kind of like let people yeah, do, do what they want yeah do creative kind um, of vision and all the rest um, but yeah it's just but some of the yeah a lot of the videos are a bit shit yeah. on it. but the ones that I think are the worst are just the ones with them playing mm. with the like it's a nice idea to have a video for each song that has that thing with the screen and it's on the same style mm. but at the same point it's like this is fucking laziness you know mm. and and Part of me, if I was managing Metallica, mm. I'd be like, "How Your much money life. have you fucking paid?" <laughs> I know to get these for videos. This. Yeah, um, <laughs> where you would get lo- loads more videos on that sticking people's heads. Yeah. One, my god, yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. And they've done some some fantastic. Like, I mean, they have done like cinematic videos. But like, I mean, the, the day that never comes. You know, mm. some of those are very turn the page. You know, there, there's a lot stories. of good videos on. Yeah. Um, oh, what, was it a uh, spit out the bone? Mm. That's. Yeah, right. You know that's a, that's a, but you see this is it again. I think sometimes I, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think they might have just a really fucking bizarre sense of humor as well mm. because there's um 
there's one of their other videos as well was um it's just basically it's four of them in a room and they're just dancing and it reminds me of like the screen the the credits at bottom if anyone remembers bottom oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Aid Edmondson and all the rest and it's just them doing like these really weird old man dances mm. and at first I thought and I was like Jesus Christ that's embarrassing but the more I've seen it I've kind of gone this is actually fucking hilarious like mm. you know I think it's just them fucking around going oh look at me throwing shapes like you know this will give people a bit of a laugh well, as well it's the whole shit what I, I like I was saying I think that they let artists go off and do what they want to oh. do I think they're very much set back and to say in DC mm. have, been, have been like that for decades and I think mm. people that don't understand where there's a lot of hate towards Marvel mm. at the moment I think DC are kind of catching because it's just turned into comic book yeah. hatred um, whereas DC have always been a thing where it's like creator or mm. um, artist First, now not so much with royalties. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. none of them. Just like let people have their expression. But they let yeah. people do what they want with as minimum interference mm. as possible. Like obviously in big series like Batman, and yeah, all that, they, they have, have to, to tie in with it, fucking yeah. like you know a million other one titles. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like for the most part, they have it, and I think that's like that's why DCU was a bit of a fucking failure because they let people that didn't really know, and like last few years they had like Jim Lee was. Yeah. In charge, you know, where it, they kind of went, oh no, mm. maybe Jim Lee isn't the best person to be steering the, the ship mm. with all this at this time, you know. Yeah. But um. But I suppose that's, uh, you have to credit Metallica with that. They've always had their own vision of what they want to do and what they want to do next. Mm. And they've just gone ahead and gone, do you know what, we'll just please ourselves because most of the fans will probably end up liking it and the fans that don't oh well it's just something yeah. else for them then well I think they're big enough mm. well it's, it's not even that they're big because like a lot of big bands I think mm. they fall into the, the thing where they're like if this fucking fails we're done for because yeah. it's not It'll as if they're spending backlash. like a fiver on budget yeah, yeah, on yeah. marketing and stuff they're going to be spending fucking millions on mm. it there's loads of people involved in touring yeah depending if, on them basically yeah, if an album is a big enough fucking flop no one will um, go out to the shows and yeah. then there goes your revenue stream. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so it's 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 a big business. It's a yeah. very, very big business. But this is my thing, whereas there's part of me that thinks, all right, after 72 seasons, it's like, look, for your own kind of creative legacy, mm. it could be time to call it a day because the longer you go on and the more shitty albums that you put out... Mm. The more people are going to go. I know. Uh, uh, all that good, I know. Yeah, yeah. Slayer had the right idea. <gasps> no, they they had the right idea because Slayer didn't do half and done a good album in a very but long that's time. That's true, I They did go out on a high, and people are like, "Oh, we're Slayer too." Yeah, yeah, it was. We, people wanted more. Yeah, we did an episode there where we went back, and there was a lot of Slayer, newer Slayer albums that I didn't really listen to properly. Mm. I went back listened to, them and I was like, oh "My God, this isn't very good." <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and. It's the thing you kind of go, well, fucking, you know, divine, from Divine Intervention on, they didn't really do. Mm. Uh, well, they did a couple of good songs, and but like, I mean, there was no rain and blood. Mm. Um, so it's, I think the, the longer they would have hung around, you know, I think mm. the more bad albums Their they would have put out, people would have been like. Uh, but having said that, I mean, there, there are some Metallica fans that are like, oh. Metallica ended after the first four albums or, or sometimes mm. the first five if they want to include the Black album. But like if they had actually right okay or going out on a high point there, there's so many good albums that they've done since that we would have, you know, mm. they had, I know people shit on Load and Reload. I, I like think they're My two albums, very yeah, favourite songs yeah. ever as I mentioned were um, The Outlaw Torn and Bleed Me. They're mm. just, I just think they're operatic basically in, in what mm. they do and you would have missed out on that. You would have missed out on even the stuff from Hardwired. I mean like Spit Out the Bone is like proper fucking trash mm. like, you you know, and it's if they like, I mean, that was the thing. I suppose people were wondering where they were going to finish at that album. That would have been a great song to go out on. Mm. But equally, they've gone on. They've done seventy two seasons, and In Marata is a great final song as well. You know, there's a load of people are like Jesus. This is but still, that's pretty what, good. Do you want to see them turn into the Rolling Stones? No, not particularly. No, but uh, I don't think they, I don't think they're at that point yet where they need to retire. I think mm. there's they still have a lot of creative juices still going, and I think they still are hungry enough that they want to do new stuff or that they want to be able to create new stuff I don't think they're just like oh, I couldn't be bothered now we just turn well, around on what we've done you know? I don't like I mean think I'm a Kirk Hammett fan yes uh, you very much are you have UV solo stuff yeah um, I do yeah. and it was, it was quite hard to get in Ireland as well yeah, yeah. but it's um 
like I don't like when it seems to be the cool thing to shit on Cork Hamlet for yeah, YouTubers for some reason I don't know why and people yeah. are, like that Bradley Hall dope I mm. just fucking when he did the whole thing where he yeah, was oh, like Kirk Hammett can't do the solo let me show you how I would have done that solo yeah. it's like oh really you're yeah. going to tell Kirk Hammett of Metallica how to do a Metallica solo. yeah and it's like oh yes you, you with your kind of like you know your extensive fucking kind of like mm. you know record sales yeah and, and touring for the last 40 years yeah, yeah absolutely um, like I mean there's I, I don't think there's anyone playing guitar. maybe younger generations but definitely our generation probably a generation below us as well mm. that can't you don't pick up a guitar and you don't you, you learn Metallica songs yeah. especially when you get into lead stuff mm. you learn Kirk Hammett's yeah lead stuff that's it and, right. but this whole thing about people going on about what the wah I know as yeah. well it's I in did, a couple I, of fucking songs but that's the thing it's it's people latch on to something like I mean poor Lars as well going back to you know sort of musical style or whatever because mm. of the snare on like you know some kind of monster or Suddenly it's just like, oh, Lars with his fucking snare. Oh my God, yeah. he's playing trash cans. And it's like, he hasn't played that style. And like, that's going on 20 years ago now at this stage. Mm. He has very much been playing different. And of course, if you want to get into it as well, it's like, oh, fucking Nabster. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, like, they, they were right. and they were right. When yeah. you look at it now from this kind of uh, side of history, where you see like artists with absolutely zero income from streaming, basically, because you get like, what, 0.0001 yeah. of a cent or something like that. They, they that goes were, to your record they company were, first. They were fucking really, I don't think people, because all that people saw at the time was, oh well you were doing the tape sharing and oh. this and that whereas you know in reflection of it that's not what they were saying they were saying this fucking industry is mm. going to implode unless this is monitored and something yeah, exactly, is done about yeah. I think it was aimed at the music industry as well about mm. stuff that because the music industry just wasn't prepared for streaming no um, it took them like, fucking oh, flashing the pan yeah. it's like no that's the way the whole it took them about a decade to adapt to it up, um, yeah. and then the way that they did adapt to it they're after making things fucking even worse like mm. um well that's the thing because you would often like I mean this is something you've been saying for a long time you do still like bite like we both collect vinyl and mm. you with CDs and tapes and whatever still because something goes off a streaming platform it's one of your favourite records and that's it oh, suddenly yeah. you don't have it anymore but that's it's what we're saying about movies as well yeah. because like there's a lot of movies we have on DVD mm. um that the, geez, you're not going to fuck they're not in streaming and there, there's one movie I will do it on the show at some stage called Coffee Town mm. with Glenn Howerton in it and um, I can never think of his name he was in uh, Parks and Rec he's oh a, yeah he's Ralphie basically. yeah um, he, he's in the, there's a few big yeah. names in it um, and Josh Groban is in it yeah yeah and it's fucking it's hilarious it's one of my favourite comedies of all time you yeah. can't get it on DVD no. you can't get and it's not streaming anywhere no it's that just film is just going to yeah. disappear it's because like what happens is, like I mean I think years ago sometimes people would say oh if a film is good it'll be like it'll get a cult mm. status but now there's just so many things out there that like if people don't actually get access to it that's the thing how can I, it get even a cult status you know we never even saw that on like DVD Blu-ray VHS or anything like that we couldn't actually get it was on Sky on Movies it. that was it and like, across it. that's the trouble as well I suppose years ago people because uh, films were harder to come by if there's a film on the TV that you wanted to watch you'd record it onto VHS yeah. and you keep it but there's no way to do that now you, yeah. just, you can't record to VHS and you can't keep a copy of I, it that was kind of like when people talk about cult movies as well and so and cult music I think mm. years ago how you came across things was either by the radio or TV mm. Because if a film wasn't after doing well, um, like say it might get like played a lot mm. on like say over here was Channel 4, I think it was HBO movies over in America. There was mm. a lot of mo- like Monster Squad and stuff like that mm. because it was cheap. No one watched it. So they bought it. So yeah, they played the top of the yeah. yeah, exactly. And you get to see it. Um, like there was a lot, I saw a lot of, cro- I didn't fucking know anything about David Cronenberg until I saw BBC films, mm. these films on BBC two when I was a teenager. Um, with scanners and shit mm. and then you kind of go oh my god you know um, but it was the same with music mm. you'd have like metal shows that over this there's one metal show in Ireland mm. that was on for two hours a week and you had Headbangers Ball yeah, Headbangers Ball in the yeah. first hour was kind of shit kind of mm. like it'd be Bon Jovi and so I don't know I actually quite like Bon Jovi but you know it wasn't yeah, it wasn't metal. like metal metal yeah, yeah and then the last hour of it or half an hour would be extreme or what was considered extreme metal mm. so like I mean that's how I came across Sepultura at first which obviously went on to be much bigger but, but you know there was a lot of these yeah, bands, bands that like, got their brain they grew from that yeah, yeah. Um, 
How did we get there? Uh, <laughs> actually, we were talking about Napster. I was actually oh, going to yeah. say something completely different there as well. Oh yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. I think Metallica are very good for the physical media as well. They, yeah, themselves. well they have their own vinyl press. Well they do. Actually. Like I mean, that's something that I was I was like, why didn't they do it sooner? Because they mm. do, they release, they are, any record release they have, they'll do different versions. They'll do special editions. They'll do collector editions. They, you mm. know, coloured vinyl, splattered vinyl, all of this. But even on top of that as well, what they have done for, they try, and of course, unfortunately, it happened just as the pandemic hit. They started like um, a record club where they'd send you out like sort of three or four singles every month. And it'd be like, again, rare, unusual presents. Like they mm. go back and they do, oh, here's a single of Creep and Death with well, something on the back. The, do you know who did that for us? Go on. Uh, Fat Mike from NoFX. Oh, very good. They had their there own, yeah, they, it was with, he, he's got his own record label. Um, mm, yeah, Fat uh, Records. Yeah, yeah and uh, they, they, they started that years uh, ago. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, they're not. Not that obviously I don't think Metallica are the force force everything, mm. but I just think they're good for support and that kind of that side of things. Now, unfortunately, as I said, it was during the pandemic, and it totally fucked up all the posting mm. schedules. There's loads of people who didn't get them on time and all the rest. So I think it just went by the wayside. Well, they've always been canny they, businessmen. Yeah, you know, and they've things. always done the re-releases. Like I mean, you got it for me there for one of my birthdays. There was the black album, the the sort of the collector's oh, the, the, edition, yeah, yeah. and like they go into proper depth for that. They're like, I mean, I've seen them as well. They go online, they ask fans, look. We want to get as much from whatever specific era, Ride the Lightning, Master mm. Puppets, whatever. If you have any photos, if you have any home recordings of us or anything like that, please send them in to us because we'd love to include the fan perspective as well. And uh, like, I mean, the collections are fantastic. It's, you know, it's remastered Black Album. There's like uh, Live from Toshino on album. There's a load of different pressings of that. There's a load of CV- CDs thrown in of live performances, a load of DVDs thrown in, booklets, you name it, like, you know, mm. picks and everything. But they do it for all of their big re-releases and I mean even if you go back throughout history I suppose as well they had would all the you, fan would camps you think they'd do it for St. Anger well St. <laughs> Anger I'd, I'd buy the load on if they did load I'd yeah. love to see a load they, they might come back I don't think that because load and reload were mm. like you weren't really into them at the time when they came out um, mm. Metallica I, like I, I kind of got back into them with load and mm. reload fucking hated the black album mm. um, and I know that was the album that got a lot of people in I didn't like Justice for All either yeah, actually I didn't fucking like Metallica yeah. I was into more yeah. Pantera was my kind of um, that was your bag yeah yeah but mm-hmm. like say mellow band <laughs> or mm-hmm. kind of mainstream band and mm-hmm. um, Pantera weren't really mainstream no uh, but so I just I don't know I didn't gel with Metallica and then when they released Load and Reload I just had a whole newfound respect for them because mm. it was like they're doing their own fucking thing yeah, they're um, going their own way yeah I like the country kind yeah. of thing and the, the blues and stuff the grungy where, type yeah. yeah where they were like embracing the music that they were listening to at the mm. time and all that and then Gary J revisited I think is fucking yeah. um like, excellent uh, it was a great uh, idea as well it's like here's all of our influences with mm. our own spin on it and there's a load of people then I suppose went back and rediscovered like I mean I often see a load of people going oh yeah I'm a fucking big fan of Budgie and like people our age or younger would not have a clue who no, Budgie were yeah. like you know without Metallica first mm. point in the way and well I didn't realise like with Queen that mm. Queen were as heavy as they, they mm. were because like over the, I don't know what it's like over in the but we grew up with Queen the yeah. Queen were like all over the fucking place yeah. Um, and but, it was always I want to break free and you know those yeah. kind of songs because they had the videos mm. to go with them to be but like, hearing Stone Cold play. Crazy and that yeah. I was like fucking hell like yeah, it's a different right. side of Queen exactly or, yeah listen to um, that drum yeah you know but um, and as I was saying as well going back to the whole sort of um canny businessmen or whatever like they always got fans involved they had the whole fan cam thing where they mm. basically gave camcorders to fans to go around and record them and they were re- releasing those as their own individual things as well how many concerts did they do? They were doing the sort of the well, here we're going to play in uh, the, the parking lot of you know Yankee Stadium or, or mm. whoever it was at the time. We'll go and we'll play in some go- competition and we'll play in your local bar. We'll play in your back garden. And the converse um, of the whole House of Vans over in London. Yeah, our Vans, yeah. 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 And they've done a load of those kind of things. And he, like even now when they're still as big as they are, like when they were coming back after the pandemic and they're sort of gearing up to do like, they hadn't released 72 seasons yet, but they're gearing mm. up to do the releases. They did all these like secret shows for like, it was only announced a couple of hours beforehand to the actual fan club members. And I was like, right, we're going to play this particular small, tiny venue in whatever city it is. Get down, get your free t-. And it was, mm. It was either free tickets or it was 
something ridiculous like eighteen dollars, or th- there was some reason for it anyway. That was you know it was a very small amount of money. Could have even been six dollars. Mm. I think whatever the price was for their very first ticket, I think that they ever sold. I think they went with that. But I mean, you don't get many big bands doing that where they're like, oh, we play like you know tiny venues again where it's only no, a couple of thousand. You don't. Well, even to. years ago, there was stuff with them playing up in Dublin and mm. Headfield. I think it might have been Hamilton as well went off, or I think they might have been with. Um, Corrosion conformity or something mm. like that in Ireland at the time and uh, they, they went playing like you know in a, a local bar mm. um, just so like an acoustic set they did for the secret set at Downo at the time they played as well mm. over in the village and like uh, Hamish and Rob Trujillo are very good for doing that as well they have their own kind of side project now the wedding band oh yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. they go off and they, it's just a gig to get out there sort of you know oh, we want to play jazz we mm. want to play blues we want to play this but you don't do it in Metallica we do it in our side thing and they're always jamming with other musicians mm. which I think is really what nice but see. See, this is kind of going away from the should they retire mm. thing where I was going to say about where I started off like ages ago saying about Cork Hammett yeah. I think they seemed him and Robert J. Hilo seemed to be showing signs of getting a bit antsy frustrated with yeah, things like, they, yeah. yeah they don't have a huge amount of input in I don't think mm. it still is very much like the James and Lara show yeah. kind of thing and they have the final say and everything and that's I suppose why Kirk finally went off and did his incantations you know he's, mm. uh, he's separate now years ago they, he, like obviously like what happened with Jason Newstead where I know. they fucking like no you can't do anything yeah. outside of the band and yeah. he's like well fine I'll leave the band so yeah, yeah. And I was like you fucking left the band now it's the whole thing looking back because at the time it, it did come around my god those assholes and stuff and they were kind of assholes for doing it but they treated him badly Mm. um, very very badly Um, like they were picking on him essentially for fucking years but you do look at some other footage or you listen to interviews with Jason Newstead and you kind of go you know I don't think I could fucking He's a bit too enthusiastic. That was what they well, were saying. Well, even other than enthusiastic, enthusiastic, but they were like, remember, they were like fucking how mean he was, like with Robin sandwiches. Oh, yeah, you get stuff. the sandwiches out of the, the catering. Yeah, and yeah. they were like fucking the money that he's getting paid and out of Metallic and he's doing that. You know, there was a lot of. Well, there was as well, but sure, I mean, he's there after telling stories as well about like um, he was his first kind of tour out with him on the road and they're over in Japan or something like that and they're like, oh, we'll go to this fancy restaurant and they're eating and drinking all around him. And then they turn around and you can pick up the tab, so seeing as you're earning money now and he was like what and it was something like fucking I don't know thousands of pounds or and he was just mm. like I don't even have any money and now they're only kidding basically mm. and they're like nah don't worry we'll pick it up but they, I, that probably is why he ended up like I'm going to eat fucking sandwiches from, <laughs> yeah. from the buffet just in case this happens but, again but there is a bit like he's seen a bit too insufferable as well mm. at t- and even some of the like I, I think he added an awful lot to Metallica at the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, he was a great performer, great yeah. live on stage performer, like, mm. you know, an absolute fucking beast, like, and taking over some of the yeah. vocals I, and that kind and of I stuff. And I do think he probably had a bit more control as it went, not necessarily mm. control, but input in it. Yeah. Um, but like Robert. Actually, Tra- Blackened was his. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was his riff. Yeah, yeah. But Robert Tejo. I can't like he's an amazing he's bass such an player. easy going guy is but I, I don't think he there's no I can't hear him in Metallica mm. you know where yeah. you kind of go oh yeah well there I suppose there's little hints of him every now and again because there is some stuff that you kind of go that doesn't sound like a traditional Metallica bass or if it's mm. a bit more it's a bit more bouncier it's a bit more yeah. funky or something like that you know but um, like I mean even that it's it's kind of hilarious hearing because we as you said we went to see the uh, the opening night of mm. the 72 seasons and for um, uh, is it Sleepwalk My Life Away? I think that one is the one that opens with the big pounding drums and the, and the bass and all the rest. And Rob Trailer was like, yeah, it reminds me of like, you know, out surfing and big waves and all this kind oh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 and yeah, Hayfield yeah, yeah. was like, you know, oh, well, it's just, it's very personal and upsetting to you. It's like two different perspectives mm. entirely. And Rob was all like, well, yeah, and surfing. I'm probably being a bit unfair. There probably mm. is. There definitely was on Saint Anger. Oh, yeah. I think they yeah. gave him. Um, but see, this is the thing. You can't hear the fucking bass again, I, I think. Of the time, yeah, um, time. Like, you could on the I, I like I really do think they should do another album with uh, Bob Rock yeah um, because I think Bob Rock was fant- obviously he was fantastic yeah, for him with the Black the best Album out him, yeah, yeah um, as well with Loden Reed I think where he encouraged mm. say positive experimentation mm. whereas I think the experimentation that they do now is a bit boring and a bit mm. shit you know that's it oh, you see that's it as you were saying with Kirk Hammett being um, you know sort of a 
I know a shining star of guitar playing and all the mm. rest. Like, I mean, he's kind of saying, look, he's, I'm going on stage every night. I'm playing the same leads. Mm. He's like, I will play the leads that everyone expects to hear. I'll play Master of Puppets. I'll play Fade to Black. Oh, yeah, he improvises. But the rest of them, he'll go, well, fuck it. I'm going to, I'll just see what comes out uh, and I'll have a go. And sure, that's I So I think that's why everyone is going, oh, Kirk Hamish is sloppy. He's not. He's doing completely new leads every yeah. time he goes out on stage. Like, well, it, it, this is the thing that gets me when people are going on about Kirk Hamish being so. It's look. It's one thing if you can go off and learn his fucking solos. And I can't even do that. Yeah, but it's I'm a, definitely the whole right. The fucking solos. Yeah. it's that's where the, the the genius comes in. Whereas, like a lot of the solos that he's done, you can hum mm. along to, and they're complicated solos. Mm. Like people go, "Oh, Dave Mustaine is better on guitar." Try and hum a fucking solo. Yeah, yeah Jesus, uh, fucking squiggly uh, widdly like. But even like I mean, the thing is, let's not forget. Probably the most recognizable heavy metal riff of all time is going to be. Enter Sandman yeah. uh, he came up with that yeah. so you, can't, yeah. you know and people go oh but it's so easy and it's like yeah, you, you couldn't come up, up with, with it, it. Exactly, did you yeah. that's what you say because like, I, I used to be big into modern art and doing modern and people would be like but you're not even going to do that and it's yeah, like Jackson well, Pollock fucking, fucking splattered everything yeah. yeah you do it fucking yeah you come up with the yeah. idea then yeah mm. it's very easy to say something out oh I could have done that well fucking go mm. ahead and do it then and get it to be as famous as, as Enter Sandman it's mm. Because even like non-metal, non-rock, non-pop music fans, um, Jesus, like if I played that song for my mother and she's in her 70s, like she'd be kind of like, oh, no, it's not Metallica, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's just a soul. Well, wide, and nothing you know. else. I know uh, Headfield yeah. wrote that. and so, mm. But I think uh, Cork Hammett did the solo too, didn't No, they? that was a Headfield solo. Oh, right. yeah. It's one of the few Headfield solos, yeah. I think. But, but um, um, Creeping Death we talk about that oh, he, yeah, he brought that God. riff in yeah that, know, that, that is probably for a long time and probably still is probably mm. my favourite Metallica song yeah. um, I just think the lyrics are corny but they're, they're good corny yeah, they, they go with the whole style yeah. say, you know the sort of the I don't know the sort of the how would you even put it the, the Phrygian scale kind of mm. feel to it and all the rest so yeah I, I, you know that's you have to kind of respect mm. someone for being and he was 16 when he wrote that riff really yep he, br- he actually brought it in I don't know did he bring it from Exodus now but it was his own riff and he mm. kind of came in and a little while he was like oh there's this riff I have like here and they're like Jesus Christ let's put that in a fucking song yeah and you know well, that, that's the when thing I was well, 16 I wasn't going yeah. over riffs like that I, I, I can tell you yeah, still not I, fucking yeah. then but, but the, it's like I mean I could go on for a long time about how good a guitarist mm. he is but I do think he is at the stage where they need to let him to do more yeah they need to give him these or kind of it is going to be the end of Metallica yeah. um, because like you could see it and like he's doing a lot with these horror stuff this yeah. is one thing I think is there's um for people that are interested in, you don't even have to be into guitar uh, Gibson uh, mm. guitars they have on their YouTube channel they were doing a thing with horror and um, guitar uh, heroes mm. or horror metal show which is actually really good it's like an old school TV yeah. show and they have an episode where it's uh, Kirk Hammett being interviewed and like talking about his horror thing Kirk Hammett a big horror collector collecting memorabilia from horror from like the fucking very early days yeah. um, he's got a lot of stuff that it's like one off kind of things like um, and he lends it out hmm. at times and yeah he, he has he like has a kind of exhibitions exhibitions yeah. um, so with a lot of private collectors they wouldn't yeah, no, they do, don't that do that kind of all, thing yeah. um, whereas and he's and I think he did a book about it he, well he did he's actually doing a lot of stuff like I mean he has um, he did a comic I think which I haven't read but um this is something that just the, blew the Reddit my mind. stuff yeah, yeah the yeah. Reddit stuff just all of a sudden there's a subreddit called No Sleep where people like they just publish very short like kind of scary mm. stories or whatever it's like you know 500 words or whatever and next one, this like this kind of series of stories started popping up with like um with Kirk Hamish as the user, and like I was kind of going to ask Matt Kerr as somebody, you know. But then it was like, oh, and here's a like, little guitar track I did to accompany this. Play this while you're reading this, and people were like, is that actually you? And he's like, yep, it's me. Just you mm. know, just throwing it out there, and it's like fucking no publication or no publicity over it or anything like that he just literally popped it up because he's just a reddit user and that was it and like I, before people know and even I think even after people knew it was him there's only a few upvotes because I don't think people actually believed it was Kirk Hammett yeah, you know? but they don't people don't believe yeah. things like uh, but it's, it's the whole thing see where I used to come from because there was a point where I was like especially because like 72 seasons when it came out first I you fucking hated it. hated it to the point where we nearly had a row I was like just let me fucking enjoy the record stop <laughs> yeah. shitting on yeah. it I, it was then when you said that I was like oh my god yeah I didn't think that it was just, you know <laughs> yeah. it was like impacting your enjoyment of it <laughs> it was but, like anytime I played it you are like that's fucking stupid that's all uh, and I was like shut up that's what my father used 
used to do to me when I'd be yeah. they'd like, yeah, I throw on The Simpsons and they'd spend the whole time just, oh, it's fucking stupid. And, fucking, and you're like, why did you just say put it on then in the first place? Exactly. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, we were just saying, I think he needs to go off and do his own thing. Yeah. Or they need to give him a little bit more for a while. Mm. And I do think they need to get back because otherwise... It's like, I'm not into this thing. Like, people, it's, it was an argument with remakes with uh, films for a long time where people mm. go, oh, you're ruining the film. And it's like, those other films still exist. Yeah, These other you things watch go, them if you want. Yeah, yeah it's like, I mean, fucking hell, I love Friday the 13th. Like, not that I'd be looking at it. When I was younger, I used mm. to like it a lot more. There's an awful lot of bad Friday the 13th movies, but, like, the bad ones don't ruin the good ones. Yeah, exactly. If anything, they make the good ones better. Yeah. You just don't look at the bad ones. And it's the same with, like, music. I think you just kind of... Pick what you like, exactly. Bad ones. But I do... It's... I was so disappointed with 72 seasons because I liked Hardware so much. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, what are they going to do? And yeah. then it was just like, Ugh. but I do, like, from listening to it, I do think a lot of the problems with it is in the production. I know mm. I keep hammering on and on about mm. it. But I do, t- I think there are some good songs on it, but they needed a, a stronger producer. And mm. I think they needed someone that would fucking rein them in a bit with certain things and actually turn around and say to them, look, this fucking album does not need to be 70 minutes long or 80 minutes long. Mm. There's not a lot of 70 or 80 people's attention spans aren't. Mm. You're better off having a 40 minute album that's yeah. fucking blow the shit out Cut of people. Cut out a few fucking riff repeats in the middles of songs and yeah. stuff, which is what they tend to do. You yeah, know, you know, but like if they had that down to a 40 minute album with like a lot of songs like Lux a Turn on it, mm. not like fucking so it would be a motorhead album or anything yeah. like that but just shorter and snappy and yeah you kind of go oh my god that was fucking mm. the tits like but yeah. instead it feels like there's a lot of filler and a lot of and like I like drone metal mm. and I like stoner metal yeah, and doom like metal yeah. so I like you know things that repeat repetitiveness doesn't mm. bother me but with the Metallica thing it's just like oh Mm. it's the sound the yeah. sound is just bad oh I it's terrible it. as well as like I've, we've seen a load of different reaction videos and all the rest mm. and for years everyone was like oh Lars is getting sloppy oh he's fucking totally out of time his rhythm has gone to shit he's not a good you know drum player mm. this one they're like oh Lars is playing to a click track and he's right on the grid and it all just doesn't sound right now, and it's like Jesus Christ I like, can tell you for well maybe not for a fact but mm. there was a couple of songs that we heard on that album and I was like that's a drum machine that's programmed drums now there's nothing wrong with it most bands do that they program the drums mm. because they kind of go well fuck it it's easier than trying to yeah. you know it's time saving and you get different sounds you have more control over the sound thing mm. it's fucking pain the arse to record drums live um, but there is there's I, I would be very surprised if they're, well, they're not that's as maybe and whether it is or it isn't doesn't particularly bother me although they can still play it live that's like, what I was yeah, just yeah, going yeah. to say the man is still going out and he's still hammering through the yeah. live and he's not missing any beats there like, yeah. so I don't know why people you know you can, you can never I, it's like people. this thing with Kirk Hammett where it's like people seem to get a kick out of saying that Lars Ulrich is a shit drummer where it's he's an unorthodox drummer yeah. that doesn't make him shit mm. actually if anything it makes him a very good drummer because he plays to the guitar instead of the guitar playing yeah, exactly. to the fucking drum and he has a very distinctive style as well you hear like I mean I've seen there's a load of I, I don't look at TikTok but they're all finding mm. the way over to Instagram it's like oh what if Lars Ulrich played on like you know a White Christmas or whatever mm. And people are doing it. And like to have a style that's that distinctive that you can put it over other mm. random tracks and you go, that is a Lars Ulrich fucking drumming style. I think that's, you know, yeah. when well, it comes to drums, like, I mean, there's there's not many people that will go, oh yeah, I recognise so-and-so, like, mm. you know, or that that's definitely so, you know, the only other big ones, I suppose, would be like Pert and, you know, people mm. like that, Joey Jordanson. Well, but, you started playing drums like about yeah. a year ago and it's, you see, like, I was so happy when I got the fucking the intro to Justice for All, like you know, it was because you know that's a very distinctive like do 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 boom boom boom. It's that kind of a thing. But this is the thing with Metallica. The drums are very much part of the mm. song as well, where it's not like just a thing in the background. Um, yeah, now he doesn't very, do big fills or anything. Like, no. It's not big dramatic, but it's just he has his own way of playing along and it complements mm. the guitar. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's like for whom the bell tolls. Mm. That's like, without the drums, that's, yeah. you know, even you could play the drum part of that, I'd say. Oh, even I could, could no, I? No, I mean, like, without the guitars <laughs> no, yeah. or the bass, you know and you kind of go, that's for whom the bell tolls. That's what I mean. Whereas, uh, there, like, I mean, as I said, the Justice Roll, the intro, like, I mean, you can play that and you would know straight away, even if you weren't mm. a particularly big Metallica fan, you would go, oh, Jesus, that's, yeah. that's that intro, like, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I think we're going to be waiting a while before a new album mm. comes out, unless they have some 
kind of like I mean they've well, been touring they, they, heavily like, that's so what I was going to say they do take time their to time in the studio and it's normally what at least five years in the studio kind yeah. of refining and all this kind of stuff they still have gigs all scheduled in for 2024 mm. so they're probably not going to start right until maybe the end of 2024 yeah well I'd say there, I saw an interview with Hadfield there was a kind of a thing what more you were saying next year is about is a mm. year for me to kind of like you know start yeah gathering his thoughts again and all yeah, the rest and, um, just to take the year for him so mm. I could picture that they probably finish their tour and thing and they probably take a year or two years off which fucking hell they deserve it at yeah. this stage well I I really would like I mean there's like I mean it was a bit kickbaity I suppose should they retire because mm. part of me sometimes think that they should anyway mm. Be, especially like after 72 I was like this is just like you know just stop you're not gonna I think they need like fucking someone to help them experiment like for as shit as Lulu was mm. I'd admire him for it as shit as say, well actually St. Anger I don't take with shit I think I, quite like saying yeah, anger, yeah. Um, that they need someone to to push him and mm. help him Jet Magnetic as well was yeah fairly, that was a return to form as a lot of the former thrash fans would have said like, yeah. you know, and it was pretty decent so you know I think they've done their best stuff with Bob Rock mm. and it's like maybe you go back with Bob Rock or someone like Rick Rubin mm. um, that'll kind of yeah, bring out the best sound as yeah, it is, really. and rein them in a bit. Yeah. Because it's like, otherwise, it's like, why bother? If they did another 72 seasons, mm. I think they, they would lose a massive... Probably would lose a few few of their fans, all right. Yeah. Well, but, it's like we're saying, it's like their old stuff is still... You know, yeah, kind they, of, but, you still listen to that, yeah. exactly. And there's people still but, discovering Master of Puppets like through Stranger yeah. Things. And but it's like, it's not like they need the money. No. This is the thing that gets me with something like 72 seasons, where it's like, it's just a very bland album. It's like, there's nothing experimental or so you know where it's kind of like what's the joy in it for you doing mm. this and it just very much feels like it's let's just knock this shit out but equally um, like I said I mean you don't I quite like 72 seasons mm. they seem to come out playing these songs looking happy on stage yeah. they seem to be really fucking enjoying themselves because I think it was they're gone away from the like the real dour kind of like serious you know hard, mm. hardcore kind of stuff and this is more kind of poppy and fun and they seem to be having an absolute ball like fucking well, really enjoying themselves there was someone said that they were like that it's I don't think there's any truth in this now myself but there's people saying oh they're jumping on the, the pop punk revival mm. um, bandwagon and it's like me, no. pop punk you no. know at all like well that's if anything I think they're probably and people are probably like oh my god they scream if they hear this but I think they're actually starting to the whole 72 seasons was like you know your first 18 years mm. and they're kind of returning back to starting out over and what their kind of main mm. style was back on Kill em All and all the rest because I mean I've been reading the James Headfield's Messenger's book which you got me recently mm. for my birthday and it's he was kind of talking about how certain guitars will put him in a certain frame of mind and if you notice the guitar he's playing the most at the moment is his very first one his White Flying V the electric oh, right. no, I didn't know. and um, it's like I mean that's 40 odd years old yeah. like at this stage and he's like look it was a cheap as shit guitar but he's like it was me first it was a white V which mm. I always wanted and I thought it looked cool and he's like it, it suits me playing style and he said it just it puts me back in that frame of mind again so I think that's they're back sort of we don't give a shit and like we yeah. sort of out there playing the music we, we enjoy you know well it's it. the thing like say something like Lux Eterna mm. that's like Motorhead oh, out now. I think shit. that's what I was at, like the whole thing about um, tw- what the fucking oh, 72 seasons. 72 seasons I forgot the, uh, 24 yeah but with something like that where I thought that's what they're going to nearly like a garage day revisited mm. but it'd be their own it wouldn't be cover songs it'd be like songs I done in the style of because I mean you have there's um uh, you will burn that song that sounds very sabbathy to me like you know it's just this real sort of plod and do oh, yeah. you know I think they have a few of their songs are very mm. much like it's a big nod to this and a big mm. nod to that you know but you're even uh, didn't Kirk Hammond come out and say one of the riffs oh was it's that Batman, Batman riff yeah yeah <laughs> So they're, they're taking their influences and they're kind yeah. of, you know, if you listen to listen enough, you'll, you'll hear out a few mm. little bits like that. But anyway, look, yeah. we're at the, at, the, at the end of the podcast. Mm. Um, Please, Metallica, keep going forever. You, I have to go back and see him at some stage you, I, as well. Yeah, well. That's part because <laughs> I don't like live gigs anymore, so it'd be yeah. great if they did retire. Ah, no, I'd have to go on my own, so I uh, won't go, that's fine. But they'd mm. have to come and play like England or Ireland or somewhere because uh, I don't have the money to go fly into San Francisco or something yeah. like that for SNM3. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, I, like, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're going to retire yeah. I do think it would take um, one of them dying mm. um, for him to kind of go well to others. yeah that's it I, they might do what they did around I suppose um, 
some kind of monster era and just kind of slow things down and take time apart from each other. Mm. I think they and they've always said it themselves. They always find their way back to each other and go. Now let's do something. You yeah, know? well, I think they're probably at the age as well where, like, I mean, they know themselves. They know each other. That they're going to do their own thing you know that they have a, it's like I don't know if there's any fans of the Deftones out there like the mm. Deftones went through a fucking horrific phase um, after White Pony where they were they were killing each other the whole time they hated the experience mm. then their bass player um uh, was in a was a car crash and yeah. I think yeah and he had like fucking extensive brain trauma and the guy was like in a vegetative state for long and then died mm. and that kind of they got to the point where they were like you know well, we don't realise how fucking lucky we are. And mm. they just stopped arguing. They kind of were like, we're in a great, you know, we're in a big band. Mm-hmm. We've nothing to be fucking complaining about. Mm-hmm. And it's they, like it, they said it just kind of brought the joy back in. They just get on. They accept each other for who they are. Mm. I think Metallica probably went through that a long, long, long That's, time. I think they probably all, after Cliff Burton, you know. Yeah, I think they all know who they are and what their roles mm. are in the band and how to, you know, if someone's having a bad day, leave them off and have a yeah. bad day or, you know, support someone because he's... <laughs> You yeah. just see it like, you know, mm. that they just understand each other. Yeah, like, I mean, I think we'll probably come back to Metallic again at some stage and do some kind of monster because, mm. like, that fucking... Th- there was no band in the world, mm. I think, would have done a documentary like that or mm. have allowed yeah. people access like that. And then after seeing all the footage and seeing the thing, went, yeah, mm. put it Fuck out it there. Fuck it, go on. Yeah. I mean, that's I can remember. We had, a, we had a housemate at the time who was a very big Metallica fan. Mm. And we're, you know, St. Anger came out and he was like, nope, it's fine, it's good. I enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I would take an immense pleasure. In <laughs> yeah. Trying not to admit that he hated or anything like that. But we sat down, we watched the, you know, some kind of monster. Mm. And like, we're all just, after it finished, we're all like, holy fuck. Oh my God. Like, yeah. you know, Jesus. Because it was at that stage, you're kind of like, God. I think for people that probably weren't metal fans mm. that would have looked at it and if it was another band if it was mm. like they would have went oh fuck them like you know mm. whereas with Metallica like a lot of Metallica fans I think I have more respect for them afterwards yeah that's it like yeah. it's it's you know I didn't have any fucking I don't think people are stupid enough to think that they're like 18 year olds still mm. you know kind of and they have this hard man image where it's like they're fucking billionaires yeah. you know of course they're going to be like the world is a different world for Absolutely, it absolutely like, that's it and, and it why so should weird. they lie about it why should they it. This is uh, it, yeah. They all have their, their money and all the rest. But looking back on it, even like that's that's 20 odd years ago now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah, and you're looking back, like at the time we were watching it, and because of course they're 15 years older than us or whatever, mm. like, oh my god, these old fellas, and they're having yeah, like a and right you look back at it, they look and so like, young. Oh my god, they're babies, yeah, yeah. yeah Jesus, they're only like early Like James 30s. Hetfield as well, because James Hetfield, when he was after, like a lot of them went load when they cut their hair and stuff, mm. and they looked a lot younger when they yeah, had the hair. Yeah, and they're the going through their slight new metal phase where they're wearing all the baggy jeans. Hetfield was getting tattoos, yeah. But you kind of go, well, look, what's wrong with it? Like, people are allowed to get into different yeah, things. That's Jesus. why I never understood people were like, oh, these bands jumping on the new metal thing. It wasn't ever jumping on it. It was like, they Music kind of was went, just evolving a bit. Yeah, way, it was yeah. like, maybe, look, people like this, I like it. Maybe yeah. we should try writing the song in that that's style it. or kind of like, you know, bring sure, in they, some they of the stuff. They have a very Alice and Jamesy song on Reload, I think it is. You know, it's um, oh, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is like, I mean, listen to that. It's just like, Jesus, you know, mm. Alice and James might as well have wrote that song. Well, do you listen to uh, Until It Sleeps? Mm. I mean, well, that and people were like, my God, this is fucking, like, people were, like, uh, there was a lot of people were like, oh, fuck Metallica. They cut their hair and they're wearing eyeliner. They're yeah, not the it was like, oh, they're like fucking REM with losing my religion yeah. and stuff because it was that kind of style mm. of video. But as that well. song, a lot of people with that song were like, fucking hell, this mm. is like, this is different for them as well. Mm. And it's just really, really, really good. And, and it was like Hetfield was really singing it. It was a weird heavy. Mm. Um, and then like Lowe came out and like I don't think Lowe did badly I think mm. you had a lot of Metallica fans at the Turned time away from, it, from the got, Black Album yeah they got um, a lot more Metallica fans yeah. from it though I think yeah. oh yeah like I definitely kind of mm. had a lot more respect for him yeah. and I suppose I kind of fly in and out with mm. Metallica like they're a band like you have to respect them if yeah. you're into music at all you have to respect and Metallica as you're saying with the Tyrant I think they're constantly improving even at this age I think if you're listening to say Headfield's voice on this album 
the range he has and the power yeah. he has in the voice. Is, yeah, if you go a, back and you compare it to Kill 'em All, where he's like yeah, a raspy little teenager. There's you know? a lot of metal bands, not even metal bands, where mm. like people get into their forties and they blow their voice out. Yeah. That they're like John Bon Jovi can't sing mm. at all anymore. And you know, yeah. there, there's a few other big people like that that were considered to have amazing voices, and yeah. it's so it's. And like I mean, the thing with them is they have looked after themselves. Mm. That's know, it. I know the way like, they went through their their drinking and drug phase and their sort of ruining themselves phase, and I think they've all realised if you want to keep touring, you got to keep healthy as well. So they mm. looked after their their instruments, their their own bodies, you know, yeah. their mind. They do the whole thing where they only go out on tour and they come back for mm. a week, so they have the home time as well. They're not yeah. out killing themselves touring. Mm. So I think they're probably in great shape to keep touring for. Quite oh a long yeah, time. yeah. It's like I mean, the thing is, I hope they come back with another album mm. and it's better than 72 mm. seasons I, like I did they're capable of doing it yeah I just think that I don't know especially kind of like over COVID anyway I think it mm. fucked up a lot of bands with oh, stuff yeah. um, and even like people's form of writing albums sure mm. I think they were recording kind of like you know remotely as well yeah they were having so, zoom sessions to try and get things started yeah, off yeah I initially. don't think that works no. like it doesn't work for collaborating you need to be mm. in the same room with, like you see it now when we oh, were jamming yeah, like, yeah. You'd, like you'd never really played with people before no. and you see it when you sit there it's very very different thing. things just mm. happen or you hear something you kind of go yeah something that sounds good and then all of a sudden a song takes on a life of its own mm. or whatever you know whereas I think with zoom and all there's too many things in the way yeah where you have to you know just i know now they did they did the, the kind of the country version of blackened which was very good but mm. that was a kind of a you know it was a song that was already written and they just yeah. put a different style on it basically mm. you know well i hope that they do come back i, I wouldn't like to say, i know it was kind of like i was saying it's clickbaity with the mm. whole thing about them retiring and stuff hope they don't retire yet mm. they won't retire anyway i think they're too fucking money hungry as well um <laughs> I don't well, think it's I think they actually I think Kirk Hammett even if he never made another penny his entire life he would always just be sitting playing guitar on his front porch I yeah, no Kirk I think like Hawaii, they have enough you know? money to get by yeah. but like I mean I understand as well it's mm. kind of like I think it's probably a bit fucking shitty to be saying oh they're money hungry mm. there's thousands of people probably employed under them where That's it turns it, yeah. into a machine where you're like I'm responsible for a lot of people's fucking yeah, lives. Yeah, it's, it's like a multinational pulling out of Ireland and like fucking 800 people losing their jobs. Uh, like, it's a big decision to go, right, we're shutting it down. Yeah, so I can't see him mm. kind of, you know, kind of shut that. And as well, they obviously, because they're not doing it for the money at this mm. stage, so they have to enjoy it. And yeah. like, the same as the Rolling Stones and mm. any of they those. Just, kind of I bands. think they are very much, they, they like being on stage. Yeah, and that, I think it? the thing with Metallica where they can get criticism from is because they, every, they've done such amazing stuff. They've mm. been trendsetters for a long, well, not even trendsetters, they've been ahead fucking trend for a long time they've shaped the the sound of metal Mm -hmm. um and music in general i think Mm -hmm. and this is stuff that's done live so it's people have a higher expectation of them so Mm -hmm. i think when for me like a band like seven or an album like 72 seasons you kind of go and you kind of go fucking capable of doing an awful lot but you know Mm -hmm. i've I've heard you doing better why can't you do you know it's just a disappointment thing (laughs) um whereas angry i'm just disappointed whereas like hopefully they'll They'll, they'll do better in the future I know they, they wouldn't like to see kind of like an aimless fan that didn't spend a penny on <laughs> the album again. Yeah, I bought the album yeah. but no I mean I think I do think they're taking it down interesting roads now as well you know even with sort of like people are kind of going on oh these they're doing these like chemist type you know um, guitars harmonics mm. and all the rest and I'm like they've always been doing that but yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. just they're building they, on that they, now. they kind of invented exactly, it exactly you know? yeah this um, is it but it's yeah like I don't know yeah I wouldn't like to see them retire they won't retire no it's, 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 mm. they're, they're probably never going to retire but at the same point I wouldn't like to see them turn into the Rolling Stones or, or a legacy band mm. because I, I think they're, I think they're, too they're better for than that, that. yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer to see them just go right we're fucking done we're not going to be going out playing Master Puppets and fucking this every night mm. into our 70s I don't think they'll be physically able to but that, I anyway. think that's what they're, they've kind of said themselves is like when it comes time that they can't knock out battery no. they'll be retiring certain songs from their kind of no. rotation their set list I prefer seeing when they get older kind of Going because that's what I liked about Load and Reload that it was like that more country kind of stuff. I could thing. see Headfield definitely going down the country. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, yeah fucking age appropriate stuff. Yeah, you that's know? It, yeah. Um, but yeah, look. Yeah, don't retire people. Yeah, they're not going to retire. We're going to talk about some kind of monster at some stage yeah. again. But um, yeah, look, Happy New Year to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening and stuff. Um, I hope you didn't get too much hate or anything like that from us. Um, about, but let us know what you think about Metallica. Mm. Um, be interesting to hear what other people uh, think. 
um, subscribe as well. Mm -hmm. And we will have a lot more new stuff coming up in the new year, different bits and pieces. And uh, the yeah, the, the films will be going back to uh, non-Christmas kind of things. Normal so there, services There, there will resuming. be some more weirder shit fucking yeah. coming up. So until then. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>